Question. I worked up to my knees, my legs, my elbows, making small movements against Cole's body. But where I tried to separate my legs from his, the skin stung. It was as if we had been sewn together, and I was ripping us apart. I groaned in pain and pulled him tight against me again. He let me. I know it's going to be hard, Nick. We'll just take it slow, okay? I nodded, and he held me for a few moments before we tried to separate again. This time, he rubbed the affected skin as we went, and I had a brief memory flash of a woman ripping a band-aid off my knee and then rubbing it to ease the pain. But when I tried to focus on the image, it slipped away, and I was in the dark again. I shook and reached for Cole, but this time he grabbed my wrists gently and firmly. Nick, I'm sorry. The shades say the feed is over. I know it feels weird, but we have to get used to it. I wasn't sure I believed him. Without his embrace, my body felt empty and hollow, as though we were one person, divided. Except it wasn't an even division. He had taken away everything that made me, me. And I would only be me again when I was next to him. I wasn't sure my body would survive on its own anymore. I was no longer whole. Even though I was trembling, I sat up. My legs dangled over the stone ledge of our alcove, and I looked around. We were in a giant cavern, the walls of which were filled with hundreds of alcoves, just like the one we were in. But they were all empty. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I knew we were the last ones to start the feed, so we were the only ones left. Stairs built into the rock zigzagged up the walls, leading to the alcoves above us. The ground was covered in a sea of black sludge that swelled and pulsed like a lake in a storm. More shades. Hundreds of them. Maybe thousands. They're stretching out too, Cole said from behind me. They should be. The shades have been wrapped around us for the entire century, unmoving, funneling my own energy directly into Cole. Cole. I turned my head until I could see him in my peripheral vision, deeper inside the alcove, his was the only voice I'd heard for the past hundred years, the only name I knew anymore. He rubbed his eyes, trying to pry them open with his fingers. This part never gets any easier, he said. I faced forward again, looking out over the dark ground. I had this niggling feeling that I was forgetting something very important. The more I tried to figure out what it was, the more my heart pounded. If I could just remember, my heart wouldn't explode. And then it hit me. When I'd opened my eyes, I'd forgotten the face. His face. That's what it was. I closed my eyes again, and there he was. Hair that flopped forward in a tangled mess. Big brown eyes that could search me out in any crowd calloused hands that could lead me anywhere. I couldn't remember the name that went with the face. I'd lost it years ago.
Nick? Cole shifted so that he was sitting beside me. He had shaken off the shroud of a deep sleep. Nick, look at me. There was a strange urgency to his voice. I twisted my head to look at him and was struck by how attractive he still was. I had been in his arms, but I hadn't seen his face for a century. It was the same. His blonde hair framed his dark eyes, eyes that were wide open now, in surprise. His gaze roved over my face, my body. How did you do it? Do what? My voice sounded strange. I wasn't really paying attention to what he was saying, because I was thinking about being wrapped up with him again, being whole again. I started to lean toward him, but he put his hands on my shoulders and studied me. You.